Hello everyone and welcome back to this, the penultimate, or, <laughs> hello everyone and welcome back to this, the final episode of Alar's Refuge. Uh, as we have talked about before, this is going to be the end of kind of our campaign one, and we will be rolling into a campaign two shortly hereafter, where we will be de delving more into the Spelljammer setting. Uh, but for tonight, we are going to start things off just a little bit different. I am your storyteller, William Boyles, and with me tonight, the only person I currently have is Crawl. Hello. So, Crawl, uh, at the end of the last session, uh, you guys had battled Zill, who had been portraying Resic, and your party not really able to seemingly last the full length of the spell were assisted by Rupert kind of sacrificing himself to set this whole thing in motion where a web of magic had come out and wrapped itself around you. And from what the party could see, you kind of got crushed into one being with Zill. And then you were pulled out from underneath the rubble. Uh, but you don't know any of this right now. The last thing that you remember as you begin to flutter awake here is seeing Zill in front of you as those cocoons finished wrapping around the two of you. Because you had turned into a, ch uh, a chimpanzee to try and grab him better. Uh, a gorilla. He, yeah. A gorilla, yeah. And and you'd ended up kind of tied up in the webs and unable to fully grab him. Um, but what you did see is him at the very end turn back into his original and true changeling self. And as you see him kind of turn back you see, similar to the, the light that you saw in Fio's eyes outside of the dragon's flag and after the big battle with the spiders that were in there and everything, when, when she seems to get powered up by this nessicent that is truly within Zill, uh, you see that light that is in his eyes slowly begin to fade. And it's almost like it comes out of his eyes like tears, but there's a flame to them. There's a, there's a ichor almost is what it looks like coming out of his eyes as his body and yours are kind of intermingle. And it's, it's almost like the two of you are, are being fused together at first. And then you lose your consciousness within the, the embrace that comes with that. And as you come to, where in Crawl's mind is a safe place? When Crawl first learned his druid abilities, and he was just, he was just having fun in the wild, chatting with chipmunks and eating squirrels and climbing trees like that is that is his happy safe place so down in the southern kingdoms uh that way before you actually came up to the precincts um if we're talking about just like a safe place it probably isn't a specific place it's probably just like forest okay so you come to in this forest and all around you, you see that there is sun shining down into the leaves. You hear the chatter of birds with your beast speech that you can actually hear. And a lot of the chatter that you're hearing is a lot of mating calls. And, hey, there's, there's this thing over here. Or there's food if you come this direction. It's a lot of the chatter that you hear. The wind is blowing gently through this area. And one of the first creatures that you ever used your beast speech on and talked to, like you mentioned, was maybe probably a chipmunk. You see begin to very slowly make his way down out of a tree, kind of eyeing you before fully coming down and like not really trying to, to directly walk to you, but doing kind of one of those like, I'm going to walk around this person and see if they're safe. 
Okay. Hey. I have control. Yeah, you have, you have control. You've woken up. You are in the in the middle of these woods. Okay. Hey, hey, little guy. Oh, uh, uh, oh, you can talk to us. Yeah, I tried to learn that so that I could speak to all the wild creatures of the world of the forests and the wilds. Oh, well, that's mighty kind of you. Do you want some food? Do you? I mean, do you have? I I don't need any food for me right now, but I wouldn't mind having some to store away. Let me see. I'm gonna check and see what if I have any food. You look in your pack, and you don't have any of your stuff. Not nothing is really here. Um, you are wearing your clothes. You feel Naya uh, kind of lying across your back, but within your pouches and stuff like that, it doesn't seem like you have any items on you. I will try to cast Goodberry. You go to cast the spell, and as you do, instead of the Goodberry is just kind of appearing in your hand, a vine from one of the nearby bushes kind of grows out toward you, and you see that little good berries start to pop up in the flowers along it. Here. These are special berries. They'll only last a day, but you can eat these all day, and whatever other food you find, you can save. Mmm. Not very good for storing. But other food you find, you can store. Mm. What do you, what do you want for food? What? What do you want for the food? You you can have it. Just like to take? Yeah. Uh go ahead and roll me a persuasion with advantage. With advantage 23. Alright, you see this little guy kind of shimmy over to the bush and then make his way kind of down the, the vine arm which dips with his weight. You see him kind of like move his tail to counterbalance and makes his way out and he pops one and he starts to take a bite out of it. So you're a lot different than the last guardian, huh? Um, do, do I have the knowledge of everything still? You yeah, you, you have okay. all of your memories up until that that last moment in the webs where you saw that icker kind of coming out. Okay. Um. How, how do you know that I'm a guardian? Oh, well, y you came here likely because you were near death. What is this place? I believe that it's different for each of the Guardians. Uh, when Merrick would come here, it was a very strange labyrinth that we weren't... Well, I wasn't a chipmunk then. But... Sorry, I, I guess I should introduce myself. Uh, hi, my name is Elliot. Hi, Elliot. My name is... Well, I go by many names, but Crawl is the most recent. Yeah, well, I hope you don't mind if I just call you Guardian. Sure. We, me and the others like myself, and he kind of looks ar around as he m moves back down the vine and like looks up at a bird that's flying nearby. We are all just manifestations of this place. Um... Guides, if you will. Ah. Then is this just like some kind of pocket dimension for the Guardian? Uh, well, truth be told, your body is still probably back wherever you were. And 
This is a place for your spirit to remain safe until the other guardians can restore you. Okay. In the distance, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Nine. In the distance, you hear a large number of birds that seem to kind of be flying in one direction right now, but you don't really make anything of that. And Elliot continues. So, I guess the best way for me to start by helping you is to kind of give you the rundown about something strange that happened. It seems that when you came here, you brought a friend. Oh, that's probably not good. I I assume that since you're a guide, you know the purpose of the Guardians. Yes? Well, yes and no. I know what Merrick has told me, and I know some things that I don't know how I know. But I can tell you quite a few things, depending on what you need to know. Well, do you know about the the Nessessons? Yes, Merrick has talked about them. They were... We were a creation after the Guardians first came to act as a failsafe if they weren't able to jail them. It's been quite a while since any of the Guardians have visited us. Well, I'll just give you a small rundown. The reason that I'm here instead of Merrick is that the Nessessons have escaped, and Merrick and the previous Guardians all transferred their powers to myself and three others that I know. So that is why you are now speaking to myself instead of Merrick. One of the Nessessons used my twin brother as a vessel to reside in. And there is a strong chance that my brother is the one that came with me to to this location. Go ahead and roll me another perception. This time, go ahead and take advantage. Make a constitution save as well. (laughs) I rolled a ten twice. For the perceptions. Okay. Con save is a seven. You begin coughing. And it's starting to get a little bit difficult to catch your breath. And that's when you notice that it's a little bit hard to see Elliot. In fact, it's it's getting hard to see anything around here. Are you, are you still there, Elliot? Oh, y- y- yes, I'm here. Um, it seems that, uh, well, if you can't tell, there's a, a very very large forest fire going on to the south of here. Oh, and that is when you notice that. The, why you can't see him is this fog that has been creeping in, but it is not fog, it is smoke. Yeah, it, uh... It, it seems that the your brother, uh, your twin that you brought in with you, um, has a very different vision of what this place should be, and we're not used to having multiple people here. So it's kind of going a a bit haywire. 
will will this will this kill you or will will this come back and will you come back oh no we'll be fine it'll end up changing into whatever the safest place that the stronger personality is thinking of i suppose gotcha i assume he's over wherever the fire started yeah, that was the direction he was in. He wasn't, um... He wasn't as kind as you. Did you talk to him? Part of me. Well, okay. Well, please relay to me anything that he told you. And while while he's doing that, I'm just going to, like... Lay down. Well, not lay down. I'm going to like cross my legs, sit, kind of facing the direction that the fire is coming from, and I'm just going to kind of like commune with nature um, and try to like push. Since since he said that this is like a stronger personality style thing, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to like commune with nature and use my bestow hope and like just push my will out into the forest to try to push the fire back. Okay. You tell me whichever your highest stat is currently, you can go ahead and roll a check with. That's charisma. Okay. Just a straight charisma check? Yep, just a straight charisma check. (laughs) Nine. Okay. You, You feel the bubble get big enough to kind of cover the area of you and Elliot. But it, it, you only have like a small little spot in this clearing. You still see all of the, the smoke kind of filling around the little dome of air you've got kind of whipping around yourself right now. That's not good. Elliot, can you please... You, you are a guide. Is there any way that you can help to focus my guardian abilities into the area. Can you help to, like, channel this with me? Well, I mean... I can't, but I would think that you can. You have two very powerful items with you. Two? And that is when you notice in your hand is the pocket watch that you saw Zill use earlier when you were in that fight. You have that in one of your hands, and moments ago when you were casting spells, everything else, it was not there. And now it is. Oh. I pull Naya off my back, and I, like, lay Naya across my cross legs, Mm -hmm. and I start using her to channel more power into this. And I... Are you there, Naya? You... Yes. You're... You you fell. And now... You're very far away. Yes. I am trying to push back the will of the necessance and reclaim this land that I am in. I, I will need your assistance if you can give me any power. I'm attempting to stop a forest fire from ravaging this land that I am in. Go ahead and make your charisma check again, but go ahead and do it with advantage this time. Twenty-six. All right. As you start to tap in, you feel Naya exerting. Twenty-four. Actually, I don't know why it's giving me an extra two on charisma. <laughs> Uh, well, well, which is it? 26 or 24? It should probably be 24. I don't know why. I have plus five charisma. I rolled a 19. Okay. I don't don't know why it's doing. So do you have, um, you have levels in bard, right? What's that? Levels in bard. 
Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if this is giving you like half proficiency for some reason. Maybe. Okay. Uh, anyway, but you feel um, as you tap into Naya's power um, with a 24, the dome around you begins to expand. And you feel it continue to expand and continue to expand until all around you, out to about 500 feet or so, you can see that this thing is giving you a now a wide berth of kind of clean air. And you feel her go, do you want to er eradicate this thing or just hold it at bay? With a heavy heart, I say that I believe that he is beyond saving. He willingly joined the Nessessence. He did not, he was not taken over. I believe, I believe he must be eradicated, cleansed from this. Forest from this area, possibly even from this life. You wait and you wait, and Naya is silent. Do I notice any difference in the? area the nope. effect still seems to be holding at that same distance but it has now definitely stopped growing the way that it was previously Naya are you still there Silence. I look at the pocket watch in my hand, and I basically just try to feel something from it, see if there's anything. Go ahead and roll me investigation. Sixteen. With sixteen, you figure out relatively quickly that there don't seem to be any dials or anything like that that are along the sides of it or anything you do seem to be able to pop it open and when you do it looks like the pocket watch itself the time has stopped and it looks like that time has stopped best you can tell to the moment when Resic pushed the button in the fight and as you remember that you realize that the top where it kind of connects to the chain there's a little button that is currently pushed in Elliot do you know anything about this it seems like an awfully strong magical item um I would say it's somewhat similar to the staff you carry. Seems like maybe a spirit or some kind of strong soul is trapped within it. Still no response from Naya, correct? Nothing else? Nothing. All right. I pull the button back out. As you pull the button out, the second hand begins to tick again on the pocket watch. And you watch as what had been a wildfire that was burning in the distance now fully kicks up. And you can see an entire wall of flame moving in your direction 
very much faster than you think you could run away from it. I attempt to wind the clock backwards. You go ahead and you start trying to wind it backwards. Uh, are you going to try and just physically try and move this thing back? Or are you going to try and like juice it with any magical power at all? I mean, first, I'm just most most watches like the little knob you pull out. You can yep. spin. So yep. first, I'm just going to try to spin that and see if it goes backwards. It does not seem to be able to spin in either direction when you first try and do it with just your hands. Okay, then I am going to attempt to pour like magic into it from my my new guardian nature, basically, and living on the just pushing forth on the hope that this can be stopped, that there is a way forward. All right, go ahead and roll me an Arcana, but substitute your Charisma modifier for your Intelligence for it. Eight. You start beginning to wind it backwards, and as you do, you feel your levels of Bard begin to drain. It hasn't completely drained yet, but it begins to. What do you do? I'll say, Naya, if you can give me any assistance here, it would be greatly appreciated as I need to do this. I know you may not want to eradicate this person. It may make you feel bad because he is one of those that you used to, the species that you used to safeguard, but he is going to cause the downfall of this world and not one that you can then flourish in. And I'm going to just try to push as much magic into the stopwatch as I can. And if, if Naya does help, great. If not, I'm just... Alright, go ahead and roll me just a flat d20. You begin cranking on this thing. And as you do, I mentioned before you felt that your bard powers were draining, but they weren't gone yet. And you feel them leave you. And then after that, you continue to try and like spin it, but pulling, trying to pull your hand away, trying to, to, to figure out what is going on with this thing, trying to interact with it, and as you do, you start to feel those monk levels that you have begin to drain away. Still no response from Naya? Doesn't seem to be anything. Your hand begins to ache, and you see that from where you've been touching this thing, like the little nubs that are sticking out to let you grab to spin it, they've started to dig into your fingers, and your fingers have started to bleed over this thing. And you feel those druid levels begin to drain away. You have no levels. You are currently a level 1 NPC. Uh, you've do still have this barrier surrounding you. But you now notice that the sunlight is no longer coming through. The woods have grown dark. You look over and you see Elliot emaciated now, uh, looking up at you. Go ahead and roll me another perception. Is the is the vine of goodberries in the bubble? It is. Are they okay? Uh they they are also not looking hot. The the, the branch itself seems to have withered. 
Uh, you said the perception? Yep. 20. It's it's not just the vines that are around you. All of the plant life that was around you is starting to wither. It seems even under the protection of the spell, the heat is too much. But your power is not seeming to project anymore. And as that th smoke begins to completely thicken, as the, the wall of flame gets closer... You now no longer have sunlight breaking through the trees above you, and you are here in this clearing in darkness. Okay, at this point, Crawl is effectively panicking. He's, he does, he's, this, this is supposed to be his happy place. He's terrified that he, he's caused this. He's terrified that he's seeing more tragic trauma and death and injury occurring around him. And he's just so, so sick of never being able to actually, like, lend a hand. Um, he's going to try to weakly kind of reach out and grab, pluck a good berry off, and, like, feed it to Elliot. Uh, go ahead and roll me a strength saving throw. Four. You cannot take your hands off of this watch. Okay. If I see that I cannot, then... So I, I have no levels. Do I still have the guardian powers? You do still have the guardian power. Then all I can do at this point is try to push through it. I, I have to believe that hope is going to be able to prevail against prevail against this darkness. I see no other way forward. Naya's not responding. My new friend Elliot is basically dying next to me. That's all that I can do. You're there. In I the cast dark. bestow hope on myself. Yep, you cast bestow hope on yourself. Are you going to target Elliot too? And Naya. All right. And any other animal within sight. You, there's no is... sight. There, there's no oh, sight right, right, right now. Okay, but then I'm still just going to focus on this because I don't see any other way forward. Yep. You sit there in the darkness, hoping against it, reaching deep down in yourself to try and pull this power out, and in that darkness, you see Naya begin to shimmer and emit a soft light. And as it illuminates, the first thing that you see are these long cast shadows from yourself, from Elliot nearby, from the trees that are kind of surrounding you, from this light extending out into that darkness. And for a moment, in the dark, it's almost like you see Crete's face dart in between two of the trees. And then you look towards Elliot, and for a moment, it, it, he was... Fio was sitting there, and Elliot was in her lap, petting him. And you smell brownies kind of come through the wind... You hear Naya speak again for the first time. I think I'm ready. Then let's do this. Let's do this together. If I do this, I don't know that it will stop at just him. It may take this place. This place is lost if you don't do it. Oh, I, I won't be lost. Like I said, we would just change over to whatever he wants.
would he then become the guardian? Oh, no, you're the guardian. It's just whatever he wants this place to be while the two of you are here is what it would turn into, and it looks like a very dark place from what I can see. Indeed it does. We have to try, Naya. You feel a jolt of magic through your body that then fades away. A few seconds later, Naya floats up out of where you had laid her across your lap and floats kind of into the middle of the clearing that you're in. Like away from me or just like yep. above me? Yep, just kind of, kind of like five feet away from you, um, floating about ten feet up in the air. Okay, I'll just move over so that I'm like under her. And I'm just going to basically keep communing with Naya nature, the trying to use my hope guardian abilities and this stupid watch that I'm terrified of at this point, but I don't see any way around. Go ahead and roll me a perception. Twenty-two. You see splintering around the base of your staff as it floats there. You see... Naya, don't destroy yourself. You see that those splinters begin cracking up through her base and where pieces of her are splintered apart, roots fling down towards the ground. The entire area that was underneath her, you were very wise to move away from as these roots all lash into the ground and you see that the earth that is around where each of these roots hits begins to sprout and you see that there are these bioluminescent flowers and leaves that are popping up and bringing this color back and giving light once again to this clearing. Just, 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 I don't want to, I don't want to say, I don't want to go around this, but I definitely said I move under her. Oh, you're under her? And okay. I said I moved under her. Okay, if you are under her, I need you to roll me dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. Eight. All right. Uh, one of these roots comes down and pierces through your shoulder uh, just underneath where your collarbone is and goes through you and into the ground. You, being level zero right now, cannot survive the damage from this thing. And as it hits you, you feel once again like your life is beginning to ebb away you feel as your body dies. But then you begin to feel the roots. You begin to feel the staff floating there. All of these roots are a part of you now. You, that body that you were in was temporary. You feel yourself and Naya no longer being two separate things but one being these roots begin to take hold and grow out and the trees that are nearby that have in your mind the, the, the image you created are trees that are 
hundreds of years old are toppled by these roots that are coming in as this thing that was once your staff begins to grow and you feel yourself you feel the staff absorbing all of those nutrients but it's confusing because it's it's not the nutrients in the soil that seem to be fueling you it's that darkness that inky blackness that is all around her is fueling her and getting her to grow and getting you to now grow where you were once in a forest there is no longer a forest that darkness that was above you begins to break as you feel yourself stretch skyward up through the smoke out of your protective barrier what was a wall of fire coming towards you in moments seems like inconsequential as your roots have begun to knock over trees They've begun to reroute rivers that are in the area. And you see as all of those fires get put out. And you see that sun overhead begin to break through. Within moments, the area which had been completely blackened out now sits under a soft summer sun. You can feel breeze constantly rippling through the large branches that have begun to grow out of you and the leaves that you've begun to bear. And from one of those clusters of leaves, a small fruit begins to grow. It falls and it continues falling. And it hits that terminal velocity, continuing to fall, until it eventually smashes into the ground. The fruit meat spreads everywhere. And where there should be a core, where there should be a pit to this fruit, you begin to feel yourself once again waking up within your own body. As you do, you know that those roots have stamped out every possible thing within this space that was not you. Any portion of the Nessicent that was within that avatar, any portion of the avatar themselves, their soul, is now gone, used to nourish the regrowth of this tree here in this place that is separate from the world in which it came but now has regrown here somewhere safe somewhere tucked away to act as a beacon of hope against the darkness that now lies within the roots and the soil of this place While you begin to regain your bearings, a much plumper looking Elliot begins to make his way over to you, picking up a piece of the fruit and munching on it as he comes. Uh, what happened to the stopwatch through during all of this? Uh, the stopwatch, as you got pierced, is now still uh, in your old corpse's hand. It is no longer in your hands. Okay. I'll just kind of shake my head and hold my forehead as I'm trying to I, I'm assuming I don't I don't feel everything that Naya feels anymore, right? Nope. So you, I'm, you I'm do trying not, to go You do not feel Naya at all. Okay. So I'm trying to go from this I was me then I was effectively this like hive mind and now I'm back to me, and I have to imagine my head is not feeling great. It is It is definitely not. 
So I'm just between the smoke you inhaled, the fact that you got like absorbed into a tree and then essentially like shit back out of it. Hey, Elliot. You're not looking so good. I mean, you're looking better than you were over there. I've had a rough. How long has it even been? Has it been a few minutes? Was it? Was it years? Time works weird in here, but I would say that it's probably been about ten days. Who? Who am I? That's the trick, isn't it? Trying to figure out who we are, what our purpose is. I mean, you brought this thing here, and uh, that's that's something. And he's just looking up this tree. I, it's, I assume it's like so tall you almost can't even see like the branches. Yep. For a time, I was the tree, Elliot. Well, that's quite interesting. I wonder what's going to happen to it when you're not here. I also wonder that. Oh, hey, speaking of, uh, your friends started uh, trying to resurrect you a couple days ago. Are you are you ready to go back? <laughs> Do you can you still sense that I am the guardian? Well, or a guardian? Well, you're the only one here, but I'm, yeah, you still have that scent about you. Do you also sense it from the tree? He looks. I guess you're right. I I think she will keep this place safe. And I will do my best to keep her safe. I I can can I can like imagine whatever I want here, right? Yeah. Do, well, do you, it's do you less want... it's less imagining and more like what you want things to be. And as he says that you start to see like fancy little clothes showing up on him like he almost like he's a little chipmunk knight I was that is exact I was actually going to try to just imagine him in like a suit of armor with a sword and stuff <laughs> I, I saw where you were going with so, it. Yep. yeah uh, so he's 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 like a little chipmunk knight now and instead of being kind of on all fours like he was before now he's like standing upright like kind of like a uh, reaper cheap he uh he should get a squirrel mount Slightly, it's larger than a chipmunk. Uh, it, moments later, you see that a squirrel runs down with a little saddle on it, and he Perfect. hops up on it. Perfect. Keep the help to keep her safe, Sir Elliot. I will watch over this tree as if it were my own tree. Oh, can I live in it? Is that like cool? I I would assume so. Yes. All right, that's awesome. And and I gotta it. The tree is part of the Guardian, so I mean, it's kind of part of you, in a way. Since everything here is for the Guardian. Hmm. Well, uh, hey, you, you don't look as good as when you got here. Like, you're a bit frailer, if, if I might say. Yep, for sure. But I feel like I feel like a catastrophe was at least somewhat avoided. So if it was a price I had to pay, that's fine. Hmm. Unless there's something you can do for me, Sir Elliot. Well, like like I said, I mean, time works kind of weird here. So I mean, your friends are calling you back, but. If you wanted to stay here and, you know, train yourself again so that you can go back out there, um, you probably have time. 
Well, if that is the case, then I wish you to, uh, I grab a stick on guard. You see that he does like a flip off of his squirrel and you see that the squirrel stands up and from within the saddle pulls out two more little swords. (laughs) And both the squirrel and the chipmunk begin training with you. Weeks go by as various woodland creatures show up to, to do various training with you. You feel yourself kind of going through the different stages of of gaining your druid levels back and then telling stories with Elliot during this time slowly kind of brings your bard skills back. And this bird that keeps flying by and trying to like peck at you and drop little rocks at you slowly kind of builds those monk skills back up. I mean, you can random all ten of them right now if you wanted, man. I feel like Druid is key, so I feel like that needs to stick around. All right, but uh, so over over time, you know, you you go through training up your your Druid levels, and you're working with the, the tiny little animals, and you you spend some time working on them with some various skills, you know. Um, reaching out and like i said this place kind of functions as what you want and so as as your training needs change the place kind of adjusts itself you see that as that large tree has now grown in kind of over the time that you're doing this training a new kind of normal begins to set in different creatures begin appearing in in the area um and like the ecosystem kind of resettles itself after this big tumultuous uprising. And once you've got yourself trained back up, Elliot, your squirrel knight kind of rides over. And by this time, he's kind of like a squirrel eldritch knight. I mean, he's been training too with you. <laughs> and you see that uh, his tiny little sword has a bunch of runes etched into it. And he's just been, he's been working his ass off. But he he looks at you and goes, I don't think I can hold off much longer letting them call you back, because, like, the the point is to give you back to them. I understand. How, How do I... How do I come back here willingly without having it be on my deathbed? Nearly die. Be in a situation where your your subconscious thinks that you need your soul needs to be saved and you'll be jettisoned here. Oh, I mean, I guess I could try to make that happen at some point if the need arises. I will uh, walk. Well, I, I assume I don't even have to go anywhere to touch the tree. I assume it's just everywhere. Yeah, I mean, you're probably a little bit of a distance from it now, but yeah, like it, it, it is like its root system. Like its I assume root system is like everywhere. Yeah, I'll just reach out and touch it and say, and just say, I know you wanted to be reborn on the planet. I hope I I appreciate your sacrifice, and I hope that you are able to find a purpose here. The tree does not seem to respond to you. You feel the air kind of rush along for a moment in what you could read as like a response, but could just be a breeze. Yep. I, that's that's all I've really got. Turn and say, all right, Elliot. Send me back. Uh... Before you go, can I... Do you mind if I ask you a question? Yeah, sure. Did Merrick ever find the other gods? Do you... Are you talking about the god of cantrips? The the little... The, the child? Yeah. Yep, he, yep. Merrick always wanted to... To try and find the rest of them. It was... Pretty much the only thing he ever really talked with me about when he came here. The the Nexus and stuff he, he never really wanted to talk about, but he always he always 
he always brought back fun stories about trouble that that kid was getting into and this this girl Pauline that was taking care of him. I know them very well. Um, what? Wait, before I go, what? Do you know why Merrick was trying to collect all the gods? Oh, um, he felt guilty uh, about the fact that they de-godded them, essentially, to create the jails. But he was always worried that if he ever empowered them again, that the jails wouldn't work anymore. Well, that is a worry that we have currently. The, God, the, the little child, he, he is... He's not already empowered, he's on his way. Well, I would suggest looking through Merrick's things. He probably has notes about it. Oh yes, there is there's a large amount of investigation that needs to be done. Is there anything else you know about Merrick? Did they ever talk about certain places that he might have gone? Homes that he may have had? You know, a lot of his travels to the south were when he would come back and give me stories. He was searching for a long time to try and find a different path. He wasn't supposed to. But his nescent was the easiest to keep at bay. It was the weakest. So he had a little bit more time than some of the others to investigate. To look into things that caught his fancy. Which typically tended to be adventurers of, of note who brought hope to others. Wow. He... He... He began to lose that luster the last few times that I saw him. And a lot of it was coinciding with problems with the necessance. And there's something going on to the south that is causing a disruption, an imbalance. Somebody is trying to not only stop what the Guardians are doing, but also to bend the Nessessence to their own will. The name that he talked to me about the most was a... Brashani, I think he said the name of the man was. That is, that is basically, he calls himself the King of the South. Well, and the interesting thing is, is that he apparently had some, some ties to some people who had information on it. Um, a family down there who was working with him to try and figure out what was going on, but... I'll be honest, I can't remember too much of what they were called. Uh, something about the river folk? Um, the, the mythical river? Eridanus. That's what he said. He said that the, the family followed the symbols of Eridanus. And they're helping Brashani? No, no, they were helping Merrick look into ah. Brashani. Apparently Merrick did some favor for the family a long time ago, and there was some kind of deal struck where Merrick was going to help the family, and in return they were doing things for him, so...
Thank you very much for this information. Just so you know, I wasn't kidding about that being the weakest necessary. Darkness within ourselves, while it is very powerful, against a group like the Guardians, doesn't stand a chance, because you always know you have one another to rely on. The others that you are going to fight, if you are going to fight them, I would strongly suggest you prepare beforehand, because... This was just a beginning. I understand. I'm going to think back real quick. While I was the tree, do I think that the Nessus is literally dead and gone? You think that whatever portion of it it had pushed into the Avatar has now been destroyed. So the core of it will eventually regenerate that part of itself, but the part of it that leaked out, the part of it that you would have needed to seal away has been killed. The spirit of the avatar who was also carrying it was also destroyed. So there's not going to be a way to try and resurrect Zill. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. And... Any other words of advice before you take me or send me back? I truly enjoy my purpose. But if I don't have to see you again for quite a while, I won't be upset. Understood. Wait, when I'm gone, are you still here? Or do you only become cognizant? when a guardian arrives. We're both here and not here, if that makes any kind of sense. <laughs> I don't quite understand it myself because I'm trapped within these bounds, but like I said, time's weird here. Well, it might all be different anyway, as there is a tree with a piece of the guardian inside of it here. I'm sorry that you lost your friend. Uh, the, the vessel? Or do you mean the staff? You see that Elliot thinks about that for a second. Both. So am I, Elliot. So am I. Oh. <laughs> yep. They're trying to bring you back again. All right. Good luck. Thanks. You too. You see the tree, the massive tree in front of you. And it's very reminiscent of the visions that you had of the great tree before the guardians had come. And as you begin to feel your, the, the resurrection spell move through you, you lift into the air. And you can see all around you. And you see that same vision that you had of the tree the first time that it reached out to you. As you now see that all along the base of the tree... Small little villages have been building up quite a distance from where you had been standing. But these villages look exactly like the villages you had seen before in the vision. You see your people, changelings, beginning to move in the villages. You see that great tree branch occasionally has other trees little peaches that fall down out of it and smash onto the ground. And from there, other changelings begin standing up and begin going to find a village to join. And for a moment, looking down at all of this, 
it is really instilled within Crawl that this place is going to be a safe place for these people. Whether these are true changeling souls, whether these are some new entity that is being created by the tree, you feel that sense of order being restored to your people. And you begin to fade away as you begin to kind of hit the tree line and all those small villages begin to fade away. And as you begin to open your eyes, you see the rest of the party. And now we're going to have everybody else jump in here and uh, begin kind of midway through. And now I can stop the recording.